Welcome to TAD Talks, the source for information, news, and best practices for career and workforce professionals. Taking the mystery out of career development for you and your customers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of TAD Talks. Right. Well, welcome everybody to this episode of TAD Talks. This is Tressa Dorsey, the president of TAD Grants, and joining me today, uh, who I, I'm actually very happy we've been trying to connect for some time, is Don Bulinger, the Workforce Development Board Director for the County of San Luis Obispo. Don, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad that we could finally get together. How, how are you doing in beautiful California right now? We are doing well, and yeah, thanks. It's good to get the chance to finally connect, but yes, we're enjoying some nice mid 60s temperature on a winter day. And you had to rub that in because uh, as, as our listeners don't know, so Dawn and I actually live in the same state. I live uh, in Sacramento and do you live in San Luis Obispo or are you, are you a little outside of there? Just outside. I'm in uh, Paso Robles, so just north, but in San Luis Obispo County. Okay. Okay. So then, so for, for the listeners, see, we experience very nice, moderate temperatures where we're from. <laughs> and even though Aaron and myself were just down there doing some training for a uh, year your, your staff and some of your regional folks. It took us another month and a half. I happen to be in Chicago uh, right now doing this <laughs> podcast um, where it was like four degrees with the wind chill factor the other day. And so, you know, when you say oh, it's a beautiful crisp 60 with the sun, you know, it just, it just hurts a little. <laughs> yeah, it hurts a little. I didn't uh, want you to get homesick. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so so I'm glad that we could do this because I think one of the important things about being able to do podcasts like this for our audience on a national level is to really talk with workforce directors like yourself who are doing what I would consider kind of innovative or at least, you know, thinking strategically about how to position your region uh, to be workforce development leaders and trying to make the connections with the business community to obviously the talent pipeline. And one of the things that you all are doing, which uh, connected us, what is is the Slingshot Initiative. And I'm hoping that you would be kind enough to share with our audience what that is specifically and kind of the, the spirit of that, that grant and what the purpose of that is. Yeah, so California um, has been focusing a lot on regionalism in the workforce system. And uh, what that means for us is in San Luis Obispo County, we're part of the Central Coast region, which is a four county region with San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Monterey, and Santa Cruz counties. With California being such a large state, the idea is if we look regionally and start trying to solve regional problems, we can maybe tackle some bigger issues by kind of connecting together and working with partners collaboratively in education and workforce and government and industry and businesses. And so they've been putting out a series of grants called Slingshot Grants. And the one that connected us, we decided to do in our coastal region a Slingshot Grant on uh, regional business engagement. And so to align staff and our four counties who are doing business outreach and interfacing with the employer community and and working with education and training partners um, to do so in more of a, a cohesive way with the idea, like I said, to try to maybe tackle some larger issues, but also for some consistency for industries that might cross our counties or regions uh, or for the job seekers who are commuting between our counties and regions to have some similarity and consistency in what they hear when they're accessing our system. Yeah, that's a great, I think, overview of what that project is. And so I'm going to, now I'm going to, now I'm going to throw you some hardball questions. I told you I was 
wasn't going to, but I am. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I really, they're really not hardball, but I'm just curious when you talk about regionalism, you know, it's, it's so cliche, right? We use so many things in workforce development that just kind of crack me up. I mean, we, you know, we, we use terms that most people are like, what is that? Is that a made up word? And half the time it's like, yeah, actually it's probably made up, but don't worry. We do that in this industry, right? But if we use it enough, it becomes common. Well, exactly. I mean, I'll give you an example and it drives me nuts uh, because I'm a little bit of a wordsmith, you know, being a grant writer and all. And, (laughs) you know, it's kind of comes with the territory. When labor started referring to it as upskilling, it was, it was concerning for me because I'm pretty sure it wasn't a word. Uh, I could be wrong. So maybe somebody (laughs) could correct me out there. If, If you are, if you are listening to this, email me or get to me on LinkedIn and tell me if I'm wrong, but I am pretty sure upskilling is a made up word that is now become like just standard practice and part of our language. But, you know, regionalism is another one. And that, that probably started, you know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, we're really starting to get some teeth. Talk to me specifically about, because I think what you said was interesting, which is not only are you trying to gain consistency throughout this four county area, right? But you're also trying to make sure that when industry or business overlaps into those areas, that not only are they receiving consistent, I would imagine, uh, process by which they access services, but also the consistent quality of service that they're getting. And tell me, has there been a struggle with that from your point of view? Um, And if so, what do you think it is and why do you think it's happening? Yeah, I think there's certainly some challenges. And, you know, traditionally the workforce system is really locally based. So even in the the four counties in our coastal region, um, you know, when we get to the the direct service delivery level, everything looks a little bit different. And so it's kind of trying to fit, you know, the the square peg in the round hole sometimes. And we're learning as we try to work together of how do we have a a regional goal of tackling a a common issue or uh, trying to find a common and solution, but allowing each of the uniqueness of our, you know, communities or, or counties to, to do that in their own way. And so, you know, while we might work to engage a certain industry uh, with certain uh, partners or certain employers in San Luis Obispo County, those partners might look different in Santa Barbara to the south of us or in our northern part of the, uh, region, part of our region, but um, that we're working in a, a common approach, but allowing our, our local roads uh, to, to get there. So with business engagement, part of it, we're starting with the slingshot grant and started with the TAD grants training is really training our staff that are, are going out and interfacing with employers. And, and that looks different. You have staff at many different levels of an organization. Some of the staff doing the work in our community are our government staff working for on behalf of the workforce development boards. Some are community partners working for nonprofits or CBOs that are delivering services in our communities. Some are our education partners. So it could be our uh, community colleges or adult ed or even our K-12 education or private training providers. And so how are, you know, we all going to approach business to, to find out not only what their needs are, um, but how we work with our partners to have that solution and how do we talk about the workforce system in a way that makes sense, whether they're talking with us in San Luis and then talking, you know, to, to Monterey to the north of us that they know it, it might look a little different, the process of getting there, but what they could expect from the business services and the workforce board would be the same kind of quality of service and the same, you know, types of opportunities that that they would see. And I think that's starting for us with, you know, helping staff work together. And I think what you saw in the training was a lot of peer learning and a lot of energy of folks talking about when you're doing work in a community, you sometimes can feel kind of isolated. You know, you're kind of running in your own circles and and trying to engage business and industry partners. Um, And then you look up and not many people are doing that around you. And so to be able to work with other folks in counties that are neighboring to us and say, hey, how are you approaching this? Or when businesses are 
are, are closing or moving or going out of business, how are you trying to support them? How are you reaching out to the workers and trying to understand how we can learn from each other to kind of propel that learning a bit quicker? I, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, you know, for us, from a training perspective, it's interesting because as we meeting different people from different states and different areas, you know, it, it's interesting because I think what you said about kind of feeling isolated, especially I think when you get into some of these rural areas, right, which a lot of people probably wouldn't know this if they don't know the terrain of California. But yes, there are rural areas in California. <laughs> it's not all LA. There, it does not all look like Los Angeles. But you know, especially in that area, because you've got a lot of ag, right, because there's agriculture and mm. there, are, there are vast stretches, which by the way, um, even I was a little surprised at on the drive back. I realized it on the drive there that there are spots where you don't have any cell coverage fridge still on the way out to see you. So, uh, yeah, so that's just a little warning. I mean, I didn't know, I, I thought I was going to have to do Smokey and the Bandit action and get like my CB out, you know what I mean? Just in case. Uh, but you know, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous there, but trying to reach out to a business that is in an area right, that may or may not have cell coverage can pose some difficulty. And I think does create not just isolation for the, the workforce professional trying to reach out and find them and, and interact with them. But I would imagine it works the other way, which is, that business may have no idea you exist because they're out doing their agriculture work. They've got, you know, they're out on their um, farms and their ranches and, and kind of their fields and things. And, you know, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like from the perspective of trying to have such a, a vast reach out into those rural areas while still maintaining, I know in some uh, counties, a very kind of small staff at times, right? So, I mean, is that yeah. challenging for you? Definitely. I think um, particularly here in, in San Luis Obispo, you know, our, our system is maybe familiar to job seekers, right? So job seekers are used to coming into our career centers and whether they're accessing, you know, state unemployment insurance because they recently lost their work or they're coming in to get support on job search or to do some training. We've got some traction and familiar and serving the job seeker customer. I don't know that we're really seen as a, a resource to the business community in the way that we'd like to be or as strong as we'd like to be. I think, you know, our legislation slifted, shifted to the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, which from, you know, the prior legislation. I think that new legislation brought a much different emphasis and focus on the employer, you know, being the, the primary customer, if not an equal customer to the job center. And so for us here, that, that kind of made a, a shift in looking at we're, we're not just trying to help the folks who are looking for work. The business community and the employers are customer as well which makes a lot of logical sense. You know, it's a strange thing to say and think, well, why didn't you figure that out? But, you know, you're focused on a person-centered work, but you need a place for those people to land, and you need to engage business not just on a one-off for each person that's coming in to find that person a job, but how do we actually work at a larger level as a business and employer resource and look at where are the industries growing, where are the jobs that are quality jobs, paying sustainable wages, where people can live, you know, in a place on the, the Central Coast here. It's a very expensive of, you know, to live in our, our region and our jobs aren't often paying wages that, that folks can stay and, and work and live in their hometowns. And so um, right. how do we as a system shift to working to businesses? And so it is very new for such a longstanding system in the country, you know, in a, a region like ours to shift to looking at employers and looking at the broader community. You know, if an employer has a hiring need, we're not just looking at the people, you know, coming into our career centers or enrolled in our program. It's the entire community that we need to reach out 
out to to fill that need because that person might not be enrolled in our program, but that employer is also our customer and they have a need. And it's interesting. And, and as a region, you know, you, you look at folks who maybe do business outreach and, and specialize in a certain industry, right? You might have someone geared up to work with, with healthcare or with agriculture. But something that we have in, in our Ford County area are really um, robust small business communities. And so while that's not its own industry, it's something that through your training and some of the ongoing training we want to do with Slingshot is, you know, how do you engage and work with the small business and small business employers and folks doing entrepreneurial work and gig work? And how do we, you know, support that work? Because it's different to reach out to a small business in San Luis Obispo and how you support them and what their needs or solutions might be than reaching out to, you know, a much larger company like Amazon or something that's also in San Luis Obispo. But our approach to a company like Amazon and trying to support what their need is is going to look a lot different than our approach, you know, to a local manufacturing company. Absolutely. No. And I think you, you touched on two points that I want to I wanna kind of delve into just a tad bit more and make the most out of our time because I think you, you brought up two key things. One is, you know, you talk about small business versus Amazon mm-hmm. and what those needs look like. And, and I think that that's a really interesting concept because unfortunately, if the small business doesn't really fall into those sectors that we've identified in our strategic planning, oftentimes they're not seen almost like as valuable, you know, because you're not mm-hmm. going to get, you know, smaller businesses tend not to be able to pay the kinds of wages that we're hoping that we can put on our outcome reports, right? So so we're always like kind of looking at balancing these things. How do you specifically see small business uh, owners and startups and, and folks kind of in that that range of that small to medium-sized business, at least in your area, how do you see them benefiting directly from the business services in ways that maybe other larger companies, I don't want to say that they wouldn't, but it would be harder on that scale to provide because it may not be as meaningful for them. Does that make sense? Like how, how would yeah. you say, you know, cause I just think like you said, I mean, Amazon, here's the thing. We love our OJTs. Lord knows we're all about the, the OJT, but it's, you know, Amazon is so big. Saving them a, a few thousand dollars is not the same as saving right. the startup a few thousand dollars. Right. So the paperwork for Amazon is probably not worth the, the hassle. So tell right. me a little bit about how you think small business, how we can engage them and help them grow through the services that we offer. Yeah, I think, you know, small businesses are, are the majority of our, our business community by, by far in San Luis Obispo County. And so, you know, OJT, the on-the-job training subsidized employment program, you know, that absolutely helps a smaller business. We pay a portion of their wages while they, they take on an individual who's training and, and getting started, and then they hire them on full-time. But I think some of the other business services are maybe some of those more like HR functions. You know, a, a small business isn't going to have an, an outreach or recruitment, uh, an HR department. And so our business services can do things like help them, you know, rewriting their job orders. If they're placing ads and they're not getting any, you know, bites on those, our business services can help them rework that job order, find places to place that job, whether it's in our state system or other job bulletins, conduct some of that outreach. We can even do initial interviews and screening. And so, you know, a lot of times applicants are applying for jobs uh, that they're not qualified for. And so if you're a small business, you might be the business owner, you might be the CEO, the CFO, and the HR department. Department and to spend your time working on kind of as you put it in the training non-revenue building tasks like reading you know 20 30 resumes or continuing to post your jobs in various places and not getting any hits on it you know to have something in a public workforce system that you can reach out to a business consultant and they can do that for you and you can spend your time in your business working on things that are more meaningful and more profitable or help your business grow I think those are opportunities that help our small business 
I think also it's connections. So a big business is going to have connections to maybe their headquarters, their resources. Uh, our small businesses, we can plug them into, you know, other connections that might be in the community, whether they're, you know, groups or networking sessions, or they can come to a, a job center employer forum and meet several candidates at once that might want to interview for a position or hear about their openings instead of spending, you know, a, an hour with each person and scheduling interviews throughout a day. So it's trying to give them some efficiencies and some, you know, connectedness to, to resources and, and to the people they're looking to hire. First of all, I thought you were describing Tad Grants there for a second because like, you know, the, the CFO, <laughs> the janitor, you know, the bookkeeper, that's you, right? Yeah, that's me. We yeah. Gotta, yeah. Aaron, Aaron and I know that very well. It's, well, wait, who's supposed to be doing that? Oh, wait, that's us. That's us. Okay. You're I was just checking. You you know. like, that's me. Well, who writes this? Well, that's me. And you think, well, great. Also it's kind of nice for us because it's like, well, well, we've got something to offer then. Or, you know, oh. hey, we worked with a company, you know, down the street that was doing this and hiring for similar positions. And, and here's what they did. And they filled their, their job in this amount of time. And it might be as simple as giving some feedback on the job board or, you know, do you really need the bachelor's degree? Do you really need that five years experience? You know, we put out really yeah. dated job descriptions sometimes. And so, you know, taking what we learned from, you know, working with similar um, businesses or, or similar, you know, size businesses and applying those solutions, you know, can be helpful. Yeah, and, and I think what you're saying here is is really the way, you know, that we differ in our thinking around business services versus job development. And this is because, you know, the, the focus has always been so much on placing of the talent, right? So it's it's placing, placing, placing job placements because we need that third quarter after exit data. And so what the business services aspect of the O and we owe it really emphasizes is, you know, what we talk about in the training, as you know, is is this demand system, which is we are here to serve a business so the business can grow. And if the business grows, they're going to need more people. And eventually those placements will come if we're in that relationship with them. And, and so I think that just those services that you're talking about is if, if there's people listening right now that say, gosh, you know, I, we're not maybe focusing on the small business as much as we could in creating opportunity for essentially, you know, economic growth, right? Which is what we're trying to do, get them to expand so they have more positions available and prosper and do all those things. I think that those are the types of business services that really create for, at least in my mind, you know, this is the value add of partnering with what would otherwise might be seen as a turnoff for some, which is the government, right? Working with the government. I don't want to work right. with the government because, you know, um, you know they, uh -huh. they don't really get, you know, so, so I think that those are some of the things that we're, where we're adding value. And the second thing that I wanted you to speak to, because I think this is really a key to creating an identity that we are business facing and that our purpose and being here is to serve them in whatever way possible is the part where you talked about how in some cases we may find that the folks that they need are not in our talent pipeline because that's just not who's mm -hmm. coming through our door, but that we should be serving as a conduit to the general community as well for them to access the talent that they need, regardless of whether or not they're locked into our system or not. And so, you know, just speaking to that piece of it, I think, how do we, or how do you, or how do you envision this with the Slingshot, you know, initiative at the forefront here, kind of pioneering this for, for the four counties, how do you think you begin to shape that message as a region that, hey, we're here to meet these needs. And it and, and it's not just these folks that we're serving on this end, but that we're going to give you and create that access to other talent that's residing within this, this area. Like, what does that messaging look like for you? And how do you start to kind of put that at the forefront of, of what you're doing? So businesses understand the value uh, that you bring outside of what they might traditionally think of as their talent pipeline. 
Yeah, I think it's kind of how, how do we further our reach by doing it. So I think one role we try to play you know, in a, in a community is that connector and convener. So for a small business or for an employer, you know, we may, our business services staff may be at, at the table and different discussions and have an understanding of what the resources or other things are in our community. By doing it regionally, it provides us access to, you know, what are folks doing in other areas that we could learn from or what worked or what didn't work. It gives us another person or area to reach out to. So we have a prison to employment project coming up where we're working with the reentry population. And if this is something, you know, new we're trying to partner and do in San Luis Obispo County, but, you know, they've done something in Monterey, we can reach out there and say, you know, where, what did you learn from the project you've already done? And, and how did you reach out to businesses? And what industries, you know, did you work with? And what did you find was a successful approach? And so, you know, even in the room uh, at your training, you know, we had folks who have been doing business engagement for 20 plus years down to someone who hadn't even walked into a business yet. And so just connecting them to the resources in that room with each other where they might be more comfortable talking to a peer and asking a question they might be afraid to ask their supervisor or ask, you know, into their first employer meeting gives them, I think, an opportunity to take risks and learn, which underlies some of the slingshot thing is pulling it out of all of these, you know, outcomes of our public WIOA and workforce system and saying, how do you tackle a big issue and take a risk by having different types of outcomes? And the outcome might be that you're making progress on solving a major issue, that not that 80% of your people got placed and made a certain e earning and all of these, you know, really higher outcomes that we have for the folks we serve in our WIOA programs, but how do you really tackle some of the larger issues? And, and I think there's strength in, in doing that, you know, it, uh, collaborative or with numbers and, and even as a region being able to say something or if we have an approach to come back to the state and say you know here's what we did in our region and if we could adjust this policy or this rule would, would that help us is going to give us a little bit more weight than if it were just you know me or San Luis Obispo County coming in as our small selves saying hey can you you know lighten up on, on this one percentage or on, on this outcome um, it, it gives us a little bit more of, of a voice so we're talking a lot about you know worker voice but I, I think as a system it can give us a voice to how we can work locally if we're doing something together, uh, we might have a stronger voice in, in how we can do some of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That sounds exactly, you know, for, for us from our standpoint, there's strength in numbers. That's what we want to do is we want to get out there and, and share the same message. We want the message to be consistent for all businesses, the quality to be consistent. If you have a good process, you'll get a good product, you know, stop focusing on the numbers first, focus on how you're serving. And I think that's all in alignment with the strategy that you're going into this slingshot initiative. So last but not least, I just need to know, we do not get, you know, white Christmases there, but um, are you going to take any time off for the holidays? And if so, what are you going to do? I will take um, a few days off just before and after Christmas, and I'll get to stay local, which is nice, not traveling. And I've got two young kiddos, and so I have a six-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old, so it makes Christmas oh. a fun time for us. Absolutely. So. But we'll get to be home in our PJs and, and relax as, as low stress as you can have with two little kids. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that actually sounds like heaven right there. I mean that's that's the be, that's the best you can hope for. You don't you know staying local meaning you don't gotta pack the the kids up right. So they're gonna stay yeah. home. The PJs you know you eat a little, watch some some good Christmas movies right, and uh, open yeah. some presents. So that sounds pretty fantastic gift, to me. Yeah, opening last all day, so that'll be our plan. So yeah, I get some. Oh, there time you off. go. Your kids must not have been like me when I was a kid because that wasn't gonna last all day. I was like I was up at like five o'clock in the morning. You know now now I have to get up at five o'clock. I start crying. 
morning. You know, it's a big difference. But yeah, Christmas when I was little, I'd come sliding out five o'clock like, well, hey, it's time. Like I've been waiting all year for this, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let's that's go. That's probably what's going to happen. That might be my, my <laughs> Christmas dream is thinking it'll be some sort of a slow pace and last a while. So <laughs> totally. Well, that's <laughs> I can okay. I about hey, that know. while I'm in my office, I guess. Well, Dawn, thank you so much. Um, I really, really appreciate your time. And, you know, obviously, you know that we had such an amazing time training your team down there. I thought that they were so participatory and they were so engaged. And like you said, it's always great when you have tenured seasoned veterans in with some folks that maybe are just getting to either the field or that specific role. And so, you know, we want to thank you and thank you again for taking the time to, to talk with us about not just the Slingshot Initiative, but kind of your vision for how you're going to provide business services and hopefully um, our listeners will agree that it has been an educational half hour. So thank you again. I 100% appreciate it. I'm going to give a little quick plug here. If you are listening to this and you are interested, Tad Grants has multiple events coming up in 2020, the first of which is a free webinar, which you can follow us on LinkedIn at Tad Grants and check out that link. You can get on that. We're going to talk about dealing with difficult customers. So we're going to give you 30 minutes mm -hmm. free webinar, kickoff to you know, 2020, 2020. Hey, it's 2020. <laughs> show, right? So kick off 2020 uh, with some skills on how to do that. And then we've got plenty of other uh, events and e-learning opportunities coming up. So check out our website, www.tadgrants.com. Don Boulanger from San Luis Obispo Workforce Development Board. Thank you again. I absolutely appreciate it. And I wish you and yours a happy holiday. Thanks, Tressa. We appreciate it. We had a great time uh, with your training, and I, I think it gave us a lot of tools to, to carry the conversation forward. So we bring that group of our four county staff together quarterly, and uh, we have a lot we plan to continue that, that came from the two days you spent with us. So I appreciate it. Well, that is music to our ears. Thank you so much, and we will talk soon.